0: You to be honest with me. 15 years from now, what are you gonna do if Olia comes home with like a white studded belt, skinny jeans, a black band-tee, super super heavy makeup, like black eye raccoon makeup, snake bite piercings, gauges in her ears, and super straight in hair. How are you going to feel about that?
1: The band t-shirt is uh, Taking Back Sunday, still.
0: Still Taking Back Sunday.
1: Tell us about
2: it. I don't know. Your parents would, uh... accepted you.
3: And... No, they didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I Accepted is the wrong word. Ignored. I think
3: Ignored's I dig deep
2: word. into my closet and I would just join it. I joined the Black Parade.
3: <laughs> different band <laughs> that's okay though do you do you they, still
0: have your uh, bedazzled girl jeans in your closet
2: negative I don't, I, don't have, I have I have new now? age skinny jeans though I didn't, I never gave the dream up completely yeah but do you girl still have jeans that was
0: a different level do
3: you I know.
1: still have that thong that says I heart dicks um <laughs> I think so <laughs> you do because
0: didn't you get in trouble for that
1: that was yeah. one of the that was one of my favorite phone calls I ever received. <laughs> so I receive phone calls from Eric often and I'm like, he's going to
2: ask me a question and I'm going to fuck it up. Like, So Tatiana gets jealous periodically. And um, I, instead of arguing or trying to defend myself, I just look for proof. And a lot of times Richard is my proof. So in this one scenario, she found that thong in my in my um, sock drawer or whatever the fuck it was. And I'm like, you know what? I can't I'm believe you arguing. kept it. I didn't. I don't think I realized that it's. I like like right now. I'm not sure. I truly don't know if I still have it or not. Like I just I bought it trying to be funny, kept it and uh, long enough to put it in my drawer and then forgot about it. So, anyways, I called Richard and I'm like, "Hey, Richard, what did I buy down at Myrtle Beach at that Dick's Last Resort?" And you're like, "A thong." And I'm like, "Thanks later." <laughs> He's off the hook. That was one of the few times that Halfway I remember off that the shit. Hook.
0: I bet you were only halfway off the hook. Not 100%.
2: Enough for me to be like, whatever. You had to watch Storage Wars for two weeks to get fully off the hook. Hey, at the time, there's nothing wrong with Storage Wars. That's not a penalty. That's not, yeah, that's not a punishment at all. Jesus Christ.
0: What would be a punishment?
2: Just having to deal with...
0: No, I mean, like, what TV show?
4: Having oh. to watch FC Cincinnati play yeah. soccer on yeah, television I
3: ever. Tell, <laughs> tell yeah. me
0: about it. Dude, yeah. I don't know. Like, I watch be- because I kind of am hoping to see player development, but it's just been a continuous nightmare. And I don't want this to be like the Black Cloud of Cincinnati episode again, like last week, but... Yeah, they're playing right now. They're down 3 nothing. Other than a completely fluke goal, I don't think they've scored in 10 games, which is insane. I, I, they're going to have a real, real problem trying to fill the stadium next year. Cause
2: yeah, I even, think, I even think, with the new stadium, I agree. I think it's going to be... You think so?
0: Yeah, I um... think I think the casual fans are kind of hey, this was the flavor of the month and they're getting turned off. I think one of the big appeal of kind of FC Cincinnati and its obception and why it caught on we was because it was semi-successful. Like you could go and expect to see a winning team versus what we've lived through with the Bengals and Reds where pretty much most seasons that's not the case you're not going to see a winning record let alone the playoffs
2: right i think it was new and then they were succeeding in the uh in the usl but i don't i think a new stadium and maybe if the whole covid thing kind of i that's not going away but if maybe people still are going the direction that they're going and kind of ignoring it more and more um then maybe the stadium will be packed for the first few games. But if they keep playing the way they're playing, it's going to be like a red stadium by the fucking fourth week. Which meaning, meaning the red stadium, they struggle to pack that stadium because they normally don't do so well. Yeah, and there's
0: there's 81 games. That
2: too.
1: But yeah, let's move on to... I thought we
4: weren't going to spend the whole time bashing Cincinnati.
1: Okay, before we move on, I still want to know the answer, Eric. Uh, if you were in trouble, what show would you have to watch with your wife oh, that yeah. you don't enjoy? Answer it, it.
0: It would have to be a punishment. So you have to pick a show that would be a punishment. Also that yeah. your wife would want to watch.
1: Oh. Um, Something that she likes that you no chance you would watch I mean, with this, unless isn't you were funny, in trouble.
2: But it's probably just one of those like, just tell me, like rom com Netflix series. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the name of any of them. But there's like a ton of like chick flick like TV series on right now. That would be a
3: punishment. I love chick flicks. Orange is really? the new black. Don't no don't. orange
2: is I can get down with that. That's a little bit more gritty. These are more like um like it's like a strip rom com stretched out into a
4: television series.
2: I don't know. I, I, oh my god, fuck it! I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. That'd be hell.
4: I need for you to come up with some
1: names so I can watch something. Stop letting her find underwear in your in your in your dresser from
3: girls that you never banged. Tight. I'm a one. I'm a one woman man. You've heard it I know. here. I know that. So sports.
0: So, yeah. Speaking of never banging, are we going to talk the about sport the sport of runs? banging?
4: What'd you say, Sam? No, we can ignore them. They're not worth our time. I
0: said, speaking of never banging, are we going to talk about the Reds? Because they're still waiting to score a run.
1: No doubt. <laughs>
3: hey,
1: hey! Just, just, just a quick fact. Did you know that this podcast scored as many runs as the Reds did in the postseason?
2: We're well, that good. We made it just to the playoffs.
1: Figured I'd throw that out there.
0: That's some knowledge. You can You can take that to school, get a good grade with that knowledge. Get a good grade with that knowledge.
2: Hey, so we didn't discuss this off air because we're lazy, but are we going to do the nasty Natty and then separate it?
0: Yeah, I think so. going forward, I think the plan is to do a weekly, maybe half hour recap on the week in Cincinnati sports. Um, just so that we're not so Cincinnati dominant and we can get to the other major things going on in sports generally. And then if people care about Cincinnati stuff, we'll have a separate place for that. So that's probably the plan going forward. I don't know if we'll do one this week, but um, Eric, when you get back from your fancy vacation, we'll probably start that up. And then that way we can actually talk about the NFL a little bit more fully. I was hanging out with Nick on Friday night and, uh, you know, drink, just drinking some beers with the boys, as you do. Uh, Richard wasn't Eric, Eric there. Eric wasn't there. Richard was there. R-
1: Thanks. Nick was there. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. And Nick was talking about how much he wants to uh, like delve into different NFL team secondaries and break down film and all that kind of stuff. But we, we can't ever get to it because we're just talking about Cincinnati all the time.
1: You. so that'll be the
0: plan going forward
1: wasn't our plan to call it nasty natty
0: i think so something like that sticking I with feel the, like sticking with the dirty theme
1: so the only reason i bring this up is because most of the time when we talk c- cincinnati it's usually depressing would you would you agree with that
2: yeah yeah well
1: okay yeah. so my my big thing when we talk Cincinnati is my one line. Instead of saying shit happens, I say Cincinnati happens. So I think that would be a pretty good title for that segment as well.
2: We'll have to put it up for a vote. Yeah,
1: Jeremy let me,
2: Jeremy, let
0: us know what you think.
2: <laughs> we'll Jeremy. see what Nick's mom says.
0: Oh, uh,
1: Nick's wow. mom is really Twitter pushing poll.
0: for more Nick at Night segments.
1: Actually, uh, I'm pretty sure Jeremy's going to be the host next week when uh, Eric's on vacation. Hey, Sam, did you know that if you were uh, at a job for 24 weeks, did you know you get a, at least one week's vacation?
2: What? I don't he, just to, he just tried to back you up and you fucking didn't catch it because you don't listen to the pod.
0: Yeah, I, have no, I got no clue what you're talking about.
2: You're supposed to say, no, you shouldn't get a week's off because Eric's a piece of shit. Sam, you were you
1: were 20 weeks deep and you took four weeks vacation. So, yeah, you apparently you you apparently got the better uh, the contract, better contract than Eric did because he only got one week after 24.
0: Dude, I'm still working from home, man. I haven't put pants on with a proper like belt and button in months.
2: Dude, when I was working from home earlier in the early summer, I wanted to go back to work, but I'd kill somebody to stay at home again
0: yeah wanting to go back at well your situation's a little bit different than mine i don't have kids at home so it makes it i think that's easier true. But,
2: but i also have kids at work what? i manage 30 something guys and they're like
4: kids 69.
2: oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure i lo- love them all you always
4: was... want 30 something dudes around you
2: yeah that makes sense yeah it's like it's ideal but i mean sometimes
4: it's overwhelming and sports. So uh, football's getting depressing. Well, yeah let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about
0: that a little bit. So it looks like the Titans have a few more COVID cases. It also looks like they broke protocol and held an illegal practice when they were supposed to all today. be quarantining. My, um... my question for you is, what is it going to take? To get a team to the point where the NFL forces them to forfeit a game? And do you think it should ever get to that point?
2: Well, I would say 50. What, what does it take for if, if your team can't make it? Like, how many players do you need on the roster?
4: I think, well, in like soccer,
2: you need like 25, or what is it? Do you like, you actually I need think, that. I think, I think
3: it's what less they're about worried about
4: Eric is that team that may have some, like, pre-incubation Un- cases Correct. coming in contact with say. another team. Yep, right. They're worried about a team that's being careless, per se. Like Sam said, they're having a unscripted, like a outside of their confinement practice. They're not doing a very good job. I mean, clearly, the Titans have, I think, like 12, 13 cases
3: now. The next highest team has two so the Titans are clearly doing something
4: that no other team is doing, I guess, or they're just really unlucky I don't know um go ahead Richard
1: I feel like it's the Marlin situation where it's 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 just kind of spreading throughout the organization and uh it only takes one person for that to happen and 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 now we're seeing it go, and go and go and go. And now they're finally, you know, taking uh, necessary precautions to try to slow it down. But it's the exact same way with the Marlins, where I, I feel like most of the teams have kind of seen it as a joke. That's kind of in my own head because nothing happened not a single not a single person had it through 3 weeks and then now all of a sudden it's popped up but it doesn't take much especially for a football team where when you're practicing you're engaging with people a lot um, for it to spread rapidly and you know there there's uh, the other team was um was the Patriots where we know that Cam Newton had it and Stefan Gilmore found out that he had it or he has it um, right after their Monday night game with the Chiefs, where he had up close uh, contact with Patrick Mahomes. Um, And you wonder, was there like a false negative? Uh, There's a lot of that being thrown around too, where like, did. Did Stefan Gilmore have it during the game with the Chiefs? Did people contract it then? Did they get to play because of a false negative? Things like that. So there's just a lot, whole lot going on with it
3: right now. Yeah, they yeah. say that it's just really hard to keep track of when
4: you were exposed, how long before it actually sets in and you would actually test positive, like that incubation period after exposure like you could go maybe they say like 5 straight days after your exposure and test negative and then eventually come up with a positive later
0: right yeah i mean that that's always going to complicate things um i think the big piece of information for me today was the fact that they held an illegal practice particularly after they already have had one game postponed. So I feel like for the Titans, they've already burned through their kind of bad luck excuse. And all right, you move your bye week up and you'll play Pittsburgh another week. That's fine. But to have as many positive cases as they did and then be like, oh, we're still going to practice and we're going to try to get around league rules I think the league needs to start looking at forcing a forfeit or or something drastic because otherwise, I don't think the teams are going to comply because if you think about it, they want to get ready for next week. They want to get prepared for that next game. And the NFL doesn't have a lot of wiggle room in in its schedule. They don't have a lot of opportunity to postpone and delay. And play double headers the way MLB did. So they're really putting the entire season, in my opinion, at risk. Uh, Now, I'm sure they'll find some way to muddle through. Maybe there'll be some teams who don't play a full 16 games this year. Who knows? But if I'm the league, I crack down now and I crack down hard before any other teams get ideas that they can kind of disregard some of the protocols in place that the league is put in place to make sure that the league happens because there's way too much money at stake. um, to, To screw this up and lose half a season.
4: I, I think though, if you get to the certain point where it continues to be one team, you just have to kind of do what the MLS did. And it's funny that, It's Tennessee, because Nashville was the first team to drop out of the MLS (laughs) Cup originally. (laughs) That is funny. So, they're basically, obviously, a problem city. Like, these players can't be... They're just not following some sort of rules. That has to be the case. Even if it was just one guy, and he spread it to his teammates. Like... I think at a certain point you either have to consider a bubble situation where you get all these guys out of their prospective cities, or you're just going to have to kick a individual team out and then either give all their remaining opponents a win or just scrap all those games and just have all those teams have one less game on their schedule.
1: So, Sam, I I like what you're saying with... uh... Kind of forcing losses because there are certain guys that you can fine, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, and that's that's, you know, that's not a ton of money to a lot of these guys. So that's not really going to teach them a lesson. But when you start taking teams like say the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Tennessee Titans, who are contenders to to go into the playoffs, and you start telling them that you are going to charge them with losses, in a in a sport where every game mean something for the most part. Uh I think maybe you start getting people to, you know, uh straighten up and follow the rules a little bit more. Um so I kinda like
2: I kinda like that thought process that you have going on there. What about the dolphins? So what Rob texts us about the Dolphin Stadium, is that true?
0: Yeah, it's a hundred percent true.
2: And Fucking that blows wild, me man. away. That blows me away. I can't believe that's even a thing. So that to me confirms that America does in fact go to Florida to die. Also, just specify what you're talking about. Uh, the Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis is that his name? Is that how you say it? He he gave clearance to the Miami Dolphins to have full capacity um, fans in their stadium. Now, my question, though, hold on, r- real no, quick. I, wrong. No, my 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 question though not is from
1: memory, not reading. There's two other teams in Florida. So why is Miami could be given a clearance? But it not it Tampa was Bay the and...
4: local mayor. I believe I didn't think it was a state governor.
2: That's what I read earlier that it was the governor. Cause I thought the governor it could be wrong. Said, I thought he basically opened the whole state. So wouldn't that
0: er, Eric's right. It was the governor, I think. And I was going to ask the question that Richard asked, but I also think it's up to the team. So, I think the teams typically have to submit like a plan or a request and then the government approves it. You're kind of seeing that happen in other states. I mean, in Ohio, they increased the allowed attendance for both the Browns and the Bengals from 6,000 now to 12,000. So, you know, Bengals will have about 10,000 this week. And uh,
2: (laughs) sounds like a standard week for them. Um, yeah, when I was jocking on the Reds attendance, I meant to say the Bengals. That would definitely have been more fitting. Yeah. It's not far from the from the Reds, though, yeah, but like Sam said, there's a ton more games. If there's only one game a week, then you should be able to fill a stadium or at least
3: make it look like it's filled. You should you're right,
2: yeah,
0: but yeah i I don't know what to say about the the dolphins, I mean. The only thing you can hope is that because it's outside, that kind of helps limit things. Uh, but it it's such an asinine, idiotic idea at this point in time that.
2: Uh, I, well, like Richard said, if they were to implement that shit, like take a risk. If you if your team is the team that is you know take start taking the losses, then, yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to try some of these things and then all of a sudden the NFL is getting uh, their schedule messed up and put, putting revenue at Jeopardy because some of these individual teams made idiotic decisions, they need the maximum penalty. And to me, the maximum penalty is forfeiture of games. I think that will make teams wake up. Now, is it fair to, like, Pittsburgh, who won't get a free win this week and somebody else will get that free win? Probably not, but who cares? It's Pittsburgh.
4: Sam, I would say this at the same time. Something that would come with the forfeiture of wins would also, I think, be the forfeiture of draft picks. Yeah. Because there's going to be a point in time where a team is like, fuck it. We'll forfeit all our games. We'll take the first overall pick. Yeah, I think the Jets are working on that. Yeah, but, like, that doesn't necessarily make sense for the Jets unless they were to, I guess, trade that pick for, you know, three other ones. Because most people agree that Sam Darnold is the last thing wrong with the Jets. And most people would also agree that Trevor Lawrence is a lock for the
3: number one overall pick. So he stays in college. He could, if he was going to go to the jets, I feel like I would.
4: (laughs) Well, I think that at the same time, I mean, you were saying that you, you like what you see from Darnold Richard. And it's, the rest of the team in the coaching that's holding him down so like if the jets were to get you know three or four even i think trevor lawrence is the type of player that you could even get four first round picks for sure like a team might be willing to do that if they see like this is the greatest player since andrew luck basically um he can completely turn our franchise around. None unless you're the Jets, of course, because no one can turn that franchise around. Not any one individual that is, but
1: Now Nick y- Like you- the Bengals. Joe Burrow's good, but you gotta you gotta have pieces around him.
4: Nick,
0: you were telling me uh you don't think that Trevor La- Lawrence is uh going to have the NFL career most people think he's going to. Um it,
3: that's not a knock necessarily on his talent i just
4: don't see what i see in like a peyton manning or a tom brady and that's like the willingness to do everything it takes to make yourself the best player possible like there are plenty of talented guys that blow up in your face Trevor Lawrence just doesn't strike me as the guy that's going to work for it
0: yeah that, I mean
4: that's what I, I'm saying I
0: definitely get that point. we've seen a lot of athletic freaks who kind of i mean you know uh, a very different example, but a uh, similar I think probably in work ethic is uh, John Ross from the standpoint of he has a lot of physical gifts uh, and speed, but he has shown no progress in his ability to run clean routes, to get in sick with his quarterback. Um, and those, to me, are, for a wide receiver, are just work ethic things. You're not naturally born with those type of abilities. You just have to work at them. Um, and so, when a receiver, I think, runs sloppy right routes or has those issues, uh, I think it comes down to work ethic. So, I mean, you you definitely could be right i like i said i don't really follow college football all that much um i'm more of a casual observer so other than title games uh or maybe a couple big games at the end of the season i haven't seen a lot of trevor lawrence uh from what i've seen he looks great but i also know that playing against college secondaries is a very very different thing than the NFL
3: secondaries. I mean, I think all you have to do to see something like that is look at
4: the first four games from Joe Burrow. His first couple games, he was trying crazy scrambling to make a play cuz it worked in college. Yep. And then like by game 3, he was like, "I'm not doing this anymore." This is stupid. Like, he threw that crazy, like, underhand shovel pass straight into the defender's arm in one of the first couple games. I think it might have been even, like, the first game. And he was like... It's the first game. I don't need to do this anymore. Like, this is a dumb play. Well, it's not that you don't need to.
1: It's that you can't do shit like that in the professional.
4: Unless you're Mahomes. Then you can do whatever you want.
1: That is true. Mahomes is a video game. Sure, But,
0: yeah, I mean... Not to go on too much of a, a, a Cincinnati rant here, but I will say for all the other problems the Bengals have, Joe Burrow is not one of them. And I had super high expectations for him coming in. He has already exceeded those expectations. Met, met, them. met and exceeded, exceeded. Um, in terms of a rookie quarterback. I don't know. Did you guys see? I, I really love this. Uh, did you see the. Uh, Carson Palmer Ocho Cinco meetup video and uh, Palmer talking about how Burrow has already like outshone what he was able to do in his, his rookie career. And he's
2: Palmer and Ocho got together and made a, oh, like yeah. a video about yeah, You gotta go him. check it out. They, uh, I, I haven't seen no. that. sounds not awesome. Play as a rookie. It does sound awesome. <laughs> no, Palmer did not or, play.
0: So as I a guess rookie. whatever his first season was, he was talking about his first Correct. year in the NFL. Um, but yeah, Eric, you should check it out. There's a video of Palmer and Ocho Cinco talking to Burrow and T. Higgins uh, after their first win. Palmer lives out in the middle of Idaho. Looks like a straight up hillbilly. It's it's
3: pretty cool to see yeah. champion think about it, if you had millions in the bank i'd look like a straight oh, sure. too. and live Fucking in idaho shredded, off the
2: grid shredded t-shirts I, I want that hoodie sandal weather wherever i live in my retirement
0: i feel that like a solid like sick mid 60s all the time
2: like 69 degrees flat nah man yeah straight up sunny as fuck 69 degrees no wind Hoodie, sandal, weather, weather, hell yeah, weather. It gets like Wait, wetter. It gets like four. P- I barely matter.
4: Sixty nine is pretty <laughs> warm for a hoodie.
2: Wetter. I just matter. Nick, talking about in the morning when you're you're getting your coffee and you're walking out to your balcony, overlooking the mountains. Mountains or ocean, or both. Fucking both, dude. That sounds both? colder than sixty nine. Yeah, dude. The ocean's fucking running into the That's fucking so mountains, you know- man. Where dude, are you at? He are is. you in the Are you in the H House? It's a little. It's a little place called Aspen. <laughs> I don't know, Lloyd. The
1: French
0: are assholes, dude. It, so- it sounds like Eric wants uh, to get Seattle soft. You know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. That sounds about right. Not nah, dog. I'm thinking like mid Mid America, right? Middle of America, mountains, ocean, Omaha. When you're When you're a, when you're a when, yeah When you're a millionaire buy all the drugs you need to make that happen
1: all right all right all right eric not to exclude you but we're gonna go back to talking about
2: sports bro hey can we talk about this is sports related um tuesday uh what was it october 5th no october 6th yesterday fifa was supposed to come out oh it didn't when did they Anybody make that change? Was you that last minute? just lied
4: to us the whole time because I'm pretty sure video games have come out on Fridays for a, a while now. No,
0: it.
2: That could be true. It, Sam did it though. If you
0: Googled it, even that day, when you Google it,
2: was that go, the no, Euro Google, release? Google
0: pops up I, with October 6th. That was the original release date.
2: I literally just Googled it. That's it. It's, yeah, games yeah, come yeah, out they on Fridays. They, they, they said that. Yeah, Nick. They uh they, they yeah, they even said they moved it back and, and and they partially don't know what the fuck they're talking about because Jeremy says the eighth, and I think that's what the marketplace says, and then the internet says the ninth. Yeah, I
0: think it's the ninth. I don't know what to think. I think it's probably like
3: the the eighth at like eleven fifty nine or some bullshit like that. Fuck that. Dude, F- FIFA's Sorry. gonna put this pod in jeopardy. That's all I'm gonna say. We got
0: a lot of we got a lot of I don't pro know, clubs. So. To no, play.
3: it's gonna it's
2: it's gonna it's gonna feel this pod. So that is kind of funny because
1: Wednesday was always our FIFA night, and now it's become our pod night. Well, so episodes we are going to shrink to forty five uh,
2: minutes or or shorter. And um, sorry, Richard, but they're going to to shrink, and you'll know why. We got a we we got we got a losing club.
4: Whatever, we can just start potting at. 8:30 and nobody played FIFA till after 9:30 anyways, so easy. That'll be great.
2: Get Sam will get on before yeah, 9. Yeah, dude, I got things to do.
4: Sam's a jump. All
2: right, I got a I got a football scenario
1: for you guys. Um talking about Sam Darnold still. I kind of heard something about it when I was driving this morning, but I zone out while driving in the morning because I'm sleepy. Um oh yeah. Uh, If the Jets get the number one overall pick, I kind of heard something about like they get Trevor Lawrence and then they trade Sam Darnold to the Pittsburgh Steelers because Big Ben retires or the Steelers trade for Sam Darnold. And then do you guys see Sam Darnold as as a guy who ruins us in the AFC North for the next decade with Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield? In this highly
4: unlikely scenario... Yes.
1: Why do you say highly unlikely? I would almost say
4: it's conspiracy. And Richard You're um, so dumb. I mean how is
2: that not a possibility?
3: Because Um, in my um...
4: mind, the Steelers are an organization that value their draft picks and use them pretty well. And Sam Darnold is going to cost the Steelers, who will probably have a lower pick, at least a first and a second maybe more than that.
1: Okay, they traded a first round pick for a safety. If That's you, if true. they think it's going to help them win, they don't give a shit. I don't
4: think uh, I mean Pittsburgh hasn't been very good at developing guys behind roethlisberger lately that's what i'm saying mason rudolph
1: isn't the answer duck hodges isn't the answer and ben roethlisberger is on the last leg of his career so when i heard this scenario i'm like well if if the jets have the number one pick unless they trade it away which they could um they draft trevor lawrence but then what do you do with sam darnold And that was just a scenario that came to my mind because maybe Ben Roethlisberger retires and all of a sudden the Steelers need to fill a void at quarterback Uh and they they don't want to draft another quarterback because it's failed them the last three times they've done it. So maybe they trade for Sam Darnold, who we've talked about looks good on a bad team. So what do you think he could do in a good organization with a good team?
3: Yeah, I... He's looked good at times. I... Sure.
0: it, Not in the style of play does he remind me of Jameis Winston, but in his inconsistency. I remember watching Winston with Tampa, and there were some plays I was like, "He's he's got something special. I think he could be a pretty decent NFL quarterback. And then he would make maddenly, maddeningly inaccurate throws, ends up throwing a lot of interceptions. I see that from Darnold too. Um I'm I
3: wouldn't be too scared of Darnold at Pittsburgh. Uh I I kind of see him
0: likely in this scenario, maybe on the same level level as Baker Mayfield, but below Burrow and Mahomes in terms of his ability now. What would scare me is all the other things the Steelers do right, as Nick pointed out in terms of drafting and development, and just having a quality team all the time.
3: Well, and that's oh.
1: my big thing is like, as Darnold doesn't have to be great; he just has to be good in a good organization. So that's just kind of my thought process with that. Go ahead, Nick.
4: Well, if I want to say that a lot of Darnold's issues might be coaching slash desperation. Like, he's on a team where he knows he's by far the best player, at least on and his offense. team is awful? And his team is awful. So he is going to try to do stuff with the football that is a poor decision, but he feels like he has to because it's the only way you're going to win a game. I don't know, like... Sometimes I play soccer
3: with a bunch of not so good people. Sometimes I try way too hard to be the best player. And like, I think if you just be relaxed, like if he's in a good
4: atmosphere, he doesn't have to try as hard to be that insane player.
0: What you're saying is he needs to smoke the gondo before games. I think you also,
1: I think also what you mean is you know when you need to just admit defeat and just fucking chill out because you ain't winning anyways.
4: Yeah, but in the NFL, I don't think, like in co ed soccer, I should do that. But in the NFL, Sam Darnold's job might depend on whether he wins or not. I get it. But like I said, that scenario
1: where if the Jets get the one pick and Trevor Lawrence is sitting there, so so here's a different one. Where where would you see Sam Darnold potentially going next year if that were the if that were the case? If, that where he may where he may fit.
4: If the Jets couldn't get a land. Phil full of I feel like for the number one overall pick I I think they could
1: I'm with you but let's just go with the scenario of they They take Lawrence where does Darnold go
4: okay well yeah we'll go with like the Kyler Kyler Murray situation new coaching staff love Lawrence he's their guy they want to take him even though they have a young promising quarterback correct the other team I can see Divisional rival, not necessarily a rival because they're way better. The Patriots. Cam Newton's on a one-year deal.
3: He's, he's looked good though, but I he's see looked what you're, good, see but he's saying. never
4: really been healthy in the past. He's always had bouts with injuries. He's not necessarily like I feel like Belichick and McDaniel's had to change their normal system to fit Newton style of play because they're good coaches. They're going to do that, but it's not necessarily what they want to do.
3: Um, I I like it too. It's funny. I was
0: going to say it, he, it feels like something somebody, the Patriots would go after. And I could, I could totally see that would be hilarious. If Darnold went to the Patriots and then just tormented Him and Belichick just tormented the Jets for like another decade.
3: (laughs) Sounds
4: about right. The other team that I could see would be Indy. Because Okay, because Indy's three and one, but Phillip Rivers is not good anymore. He's not. He doesn't have like he's his physical skills are just To decline at this point, I doubt they're going to sign
1: him for another twenty-five million dollar one-year deal after this year. His
4: decision making's fine; like he can still throw it pretty far, but like if he's pressured in the pocket, he's toast. Oh yeah, without he has he's got no mobility, no escapability at all. So that I think, like that defense, they got a decent amount of weapons on offense too, if they can stay healthy. Um, I mean, they just drafted a wide receiver in Pittman Paris Campbell's always been injured, but he looks good when he's actually on the field. They got a good stable running backs. Their offensive line is fantastic. Like Sam Darnold in that situation could be really, really good. I think.
0: Yeah. Another team that fits that exact same profile is the saints. I don't know. I,
1: I I was gonna. I say don't know it, if you guys it, I have it.
0: watched Drew Brees. <laughs> I, so I was gonna do a little segment. Maybe we'll use this to segue into the segment. Since we're a quarter away through the season, I I wanted to see cool. who are a couple winners and losers in your minds, whether it be teams or players through the first quarter of the season. And one of the losers for me has been Drew Brees. Uh, I think that he looks spent. Um, If you've watched any of his games, anything deeper than 10 yards, he seems to be consistently underthrowing his wide receivers. Uh, He he was getting a lot of grief for the fact that he didn't have a pass attempt beyond 20 yards um, until last week. The Saints are still doing well, but they're doing well off the back of Kamara and Latavius Murray much more than they are for Drew Brees. And I think this is kind of it for Brees. Um, I I could see the Saints looking to
3: replace him next year. I think I think Brees retires after this year.
4: Um, I'm with you on on that. But what you said earlier, Sam, is who did Darnold kind of remind you of?
0: Winston, yeah, and and they have Winston as a backup. Yeah,
4: and he is already on the Saints roster. He's learning the system. If you can get a great play caller, a great coach, and Sean Payton knocking down some of those mistakes, and then you get a guy with a rocket arm in that offense to be able to take. I mean, but then on the other hand, you're like, man. Drew Brees does have some uncanny knack for just finding those short touch passes and letting his guys do the work like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And if those are the weapons, like those guys have both signed long-term deals. They're going to be there. Well, that's where Drew Brees
1: is struggling because he doesn't have Michael Thomas.
4: Sure. And Michael Thomas wasn't really like a deep threat anyways. Like he always ran short stuff and did the work once he had the ball. Um, so that's what you got to wonder: Can Winston hit those type of short, quick, touchy throws? Like we know he's got the cannon, but can he do the intricate stuff well?
0: So, so Nick, in in your opinion, uh give me one kind of winner: somebody who's either looking really good or a team who's off to a really hot start and then give me one loser through the first fourth of the season.
4: Are we ta- we're we talking about like a team, right? Not it could be a player, too. A player it could be
1: either, a team just or a player.
4: I'm going to do, do a team, and I'm going to do the Green Bay Packers. Love it. Because.
1: I love that, too. Every we, single we person. roasted this team earlier this Packers,
4: year. It wasn't just us. It was everywhere. Right most people were picking the vikings to win the division like
3: everybody thought the packers blew it but then everybody forgot like aaron rodgers
4: spent 12 years in the same system he had to learn a completely new one last year and they still went 13 and 3 And then everybody's like, oh, they can't possibly go better than like 10 and 6 this year. Their division's too good. But then we realized that the Bears still had Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Nick Foles hasn't looked much better either, even though he did save them versus Atlanta. The Lions are still the Lions. Um, The Vikings apparently suck this year. They have no defense. The Packers have the defense everybody
3: thought the Vikings would have. Um so just like the Packers like last night without his top two receivers or
4: a couple nights ago Monday night sorry without his top two receivers
3: and Rodgers tore it up using guys like Robert Tonyan who almost
4: nobody Outside of like hardcore football followers knew was a thing until the past couple
3: weeks. That's this new Jordy it's Nelson. Baby dude? Kittle, man. Baby Kittle. Yeah. I mean,
4: it's just insane how good Rodgers has looked in the new in the system this year. Like,
3: how good the running games looked, how good the defense has looked. I mean the Packers I think I looked earlier had like
4: 20 to 1 odds to go undefeated and I could see it happening.
3: Mm.
1: Did you know that Aaron Rodgers is the only quarterback that hasn't been sacked this year?
0: That that's crazy. Cuz he's he's not particularly a mobile quarterback and you know that's a big part in escaping the sacks. A lot of kudos to his offensive line, if
1: that's the case.
4: Uh, sure. He, he's pretty mobile on scrambling around, Sam. I don't... I mean...
1: He doesn't run as much as he used to, but he can, he can get around the pocket.
4: He's not like, obviously, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, but he can definitely move around behind his kind line. Kind of
0: got more of that Ben Roethlisberger elusiveness, where he's not really... He's not really a yeah, runner, just, just, but you just can't get him down. He's
4: way more elusive than Rattlesberger.
0: Elusive, I mean, yes, but I feel like they
4: both—like
0: they're just both tough sacks.
4: Yeah, they both—they es- both escape pressure, but yeah. it's different kind of escapability. Yeah.
0: Now, Nick, you've given us your winner. Who's your
3: loser so far? Player or team? Um, my loser probably, God, I, I gotta think about that one.
4: Cause so I, like, I feel like your teams that are doing really bad were the teams that were expected to be really bad. I mean, I could go same divisions and say the Vikings, but I think the Vikings still look decent. I think their offense is finding a rhythm and their defense is gonna eventually figure it out. So I can't say the Vikings. I want to say the Jets because they're a dumpster fire, but they were supposed to be a dumpster fire. So I don't know. I still want to say the Jets because you were supposed to be a dumpster fire. You are a dumpster fire. (laughs) Why is everything still the same? Like they have no intentions of becoming better.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think even with the low expectations, they have somehow managed to look like one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Definitely in the top three, uh, they're just a nightmare. They're an absolute nightmare of a football team in every phase of the game.
1: I use that analogy: shuffling, shuffling uh, deck equipment on the Titanic. Like they make moves, but none of them—they're all lateral moves. They, nothing makes them better they just keep being awful they 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 do things that maybe hype you up a tad like getting like a brashad perryman and then they do nothing with them they're just the, the jets are they are definitely a dumpster fire organization
0: all right rick who you got as your winner of the first quarter of the season
3: i keep saying his name and I
1: brought him up earlier uh, in, in this podcast, and you're going to know when I say this, when we did our top five quarterbacks that we'll be talking about in five years or 10 years or whatever. from Are you the, talking about was the Josh Allen's? Yeah, man. So the Bills were good last year, obviously. But Josh Allen has made that leap this year. And he's in an organization that has allowed him to make that leap by going out and getting him a Stefan Diggs, uh, drafting him a Devin Singletary, and uh, uh, I can't think of his first name. His last name's Moss. Moss. I know he's injured right now. Right. But they're putting weapons around this kid, and he's showing that he's capable of handling the pressure. And this is the perfect time to strike right now where – the Patriots are Tom Bradyless and they're still trying to find some sort of identity. They're Cam with,
4: Newtonless right now, too. Right, no
1: doubt. Well, and Cam Newton, they've looked good with him, but the Bills are like, this is our time to strike. Tom Brady's gone. Let's do this. And I think that um uh Allen has truly put them over the top. So that's my my winner through the uh through the first four weeks of the season. Because the bills looked good last year, but they looked they look fucking great.
0: yeah, yeah I mean, it, his transformation is unheard of. I, I saw some comparison of his stats through the last three years, and this is a guy who was completing you know uh, mid fifties in terms of completion percentage. It's jumped to seventy this year. Um I haven't had the chance to watch too many of their games. So I don't I don't really know whether it's a scheme change, whether you're right that they're just finally being able to put weapons around them uh, or around him. The one thing I will disagree with you on is until Belichick is gone, it's still the Patriots division. I was so impressed with the Patriots game plan and plan of attack versus Kansas City. And the fact that they even came close to winning while playing Brian Horrier for three quarters is a testament to how genius Belichick is. So, you know, I I think it's better than past years when Brady was in his prime, but I still think Patriots are the cream of the crop in terms of that division. But you're right. I, I think Allen has a chance to be their franchise quarterback for the next five, 10 years.
1: And it's just huge that it's happening as kind of, you would think potentially that the Patriots dynasty is somewhat coming to an end. Um, But yeah, I'm with you. I'm never going to go against a Bill Belichick led team because he knows how to game plan with whoever the hell he has. Okay, that being said, my, my, my team that I'm scratching my head for, you can call it a team, call it a, call it a player, call it a coach. The coach just got fired and Bill O'Brien. And how how you can let one player leave your team with a head-scratching uh, trade and now your team's 0-4, I think that DeAndre Hopkins not, be, not being with the Houston Texans is the reason that they're zero and four because that offense looks lost. So that's 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 my my team for uh, head scratcher there because I thought they were going to be a lot better this not a lot better this year but I thought they were still going to be competitive and it shows how how mediocre Deshaun Watson I, is without I, I, his number I, one wide receiver and and Kyler Murray looks a thousand I'm times so better. i so you with brought it. this
0: up because I could not disagree more. <laughs> in terms of a loser and here's why do a little thought experiment pretend that DeAndre Hopkins is back on the team what is their record given the fact that they played the Chiefs the Ravens and the Steelers in their first three games i think at the very best they're still a 1 and 3 team and that is that speaks nothing to the quality of the Texans though they have not looked great But I think they've had a torturous schedule and I know it sounds like there's some other stuff going on that Bill O'Brien was maybe not all that well liked by JJ Watt and some of the other players on the team. Um, So I get the firing, but I, I'm not ready to put them as a loser simply because I just think they've had a, a pretty torturous schedule to start the season.
1: I I understand their schedule, but my big thing is they don't even look competitive right now. And I think that like like Deshaun Watson was one of the top maybe six seven, may, maybe even better than that uh, quarterbacks in the league, and he's nowhere near. You can ask Eric; he has him on his fantasy team. Um, things have not been have not been great, and I, I'm with you that they've had fucking murderer's row to start the season, but they haven't even, they haven't even competed in any single one of those games with any of those teams.
4: They were kind of competitive with the chiefs for like three quarters. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm like from a, from a score perspective too. I mean, their last two games were one score games. I do know that, you know, the Vikings went up pretty big, pretty quick.
4: They had to come back like to, scores on the Vikings, and... I
3: don't know. Their their
4: defense doesn't look... I'm, I'm with Richard. Their defense doesn't look as good as it has the past few years. They do look lacking weapons on offense. Like, let's be fair, they not only got rid of their best offensive player, short of Watson... Because most people would agree that Watson's a top 10 quarterback in the league. But they also got a running back in the same trade to make their starter, who most people don't think is a very talented running back anymore.
0: Yeah, the, the trade is truly baffling. I mean, that alone is, I think, an offense to be fired for.
3: And then another thing is they made. Laramie Tunsell,
4: the highest paid offensive tackle in the league, and he like leads the league in penalties the last five years. Like, he's a guy that kills drives with holds and stuff. Oh, sure. He doesn't allow that many sacks. But if he has three holding calls a game on him, they might as well be sacks because that's how bad a holding call is.
0: All right, Eric. Quickly uh, give us your uh, (laughs) wake up, buddy. It's time to give us your winner and loser of the first quarter of the NFL season. Pass, dude. This this is a layup. Winner, Jason Witten, scored a touchdown after coming out of retirement.
3: Hell yeah! Yeah. Loser,
4: Green.
2: No,
1: loser's fantasy
4: team.
2: Fat Randy. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, AJ, I like Fat Randy more
1: Fat than that. Fat Randy's
4: been phenomenal since that kick, Sam Don't I,
1: hate Seriously, I just checked it Fat Randy is the number one overall point scorer In fantasy football right now For In terms of kickers
2: That's terrifying He may have fucked up the, the biggest yeah, uh, that, kick I of think of that's the season, only
4: kick the most kick he, important kick he, That's the only kick he's missed all year He has been fucking on point since like, And I don't think he's any, even been close to missing He's down the middle right. every time
1: it blows me away that he does shit like, like that's just the Cincinnati way like he's been so accurate this year. The one time we just needed him to make a fucking chip
4: shot he doesn't but We're I think we have to go back to the maybe he did actually have a cramp. Fuck that. I'm going to give it to him. He did. He could have. I'm just saying like that kick was so bad and it wasn't a bad hold. It wasn't a bad snap the timing was fine he it just chip literally shot. duffed it yeah. so something yeah, like mean,
3: you got to think
4: like with how good he's looked since then it obviously wasn't a confidence thing yeah. like he's that guy is kicking insanely confident right now he's right down the middle every time
3: don't hate I on really- that
4: randy sure Alright, all right. alright. Did we really want to go into overtime in that game and still lose?
1: We might or have won. tie. I we could have tied we would have again. Tied. We, dude, that would be ties. so sick if we were 1-1-2. One, one and two.
0: <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright, Sam, did you give your... your not money? yet.
0: So, so I'll, I'll give mine quickly here. Uh, I'm not going to go teams or players. I'm going to do a little mix-up here. My winners are the analytics nerds. And I'll tell you why. Through 64 games in 2019, we had something like 550 punt attempts. Through the same amount of games this year, we're down to 430 punt attempts. I love the increased aggressiveness from coaches, it's finally catching on that there are appropriate times to go for it on fourth down. And I think it's made the game much more exciting. Have so, you
4: also looked into every, whether there have been less fourth downs or not? Because the NFL is also on pace to be at its highest scoring pace as well. So I guess you could throw that in the it. punting less strategy, but there could also be way less fourth downs as well. Every, every coach has watched Nick when he played uh, Madden
1: 2016 and Nick went for it on fourth down every time and a success rate. I want to say it was pretty good.
0: Nick was ahead of his time.
4: A lot of people do that in Madden puntings overrated in Madden. No, we get it. We were just thinking,
0: I, I think puntings overrated in regular football too. And I think we're seeing that play out.
4: Did, Sam, did you see the one guy? I can't remember who it was, but he said something. I think it was after the Eagles punted versus the Bengals in overtime. He said that punting should be worth negative points.
2: That's That's kind of fun.
4: Uh, Like if if you punt in opposing territory and it's under fourth and ten, you lose a point.
0: I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I, where I don't agree with that, yeah, if it's is, fourth and
1: thirty, you can go eat, yeah. eat an asshole. Well,
0: yeah, well, the,
4: well yeah, that's obviously there's situations where you want to punt.
0: If you're in your own territory, I mean, we've seen like how playing the field possession game and using good punters to pin a team back can be really beneficial, especially when your offense can't sustain a long drive. But there's a lot of cases where in the past. They just would never go for it on fourth down. And now coaches are starting to go for it. And I think it makes the game more exciting. But I also think it's a a winning strategy. The only thing
4: that I don't like is I have way too many shares of Justin Tucker in fantasy usually. And the Ravens are one of the most analytic forward teams. And there are so many fourth and twos that they go for now that like up until the last couple of years that they were kicking the field goal every time on. I'm just like ah, there goes four more fantasy points that I could have had because they almost always end up scoring a touchdown on the drive, and I'm like, well, worked in real life, but fantasy killing that Justin Tucker dreams. Nick,
0: Nick, you're just providing me a great segue into my losers of the first quarter of the NFL season, (laughs) which are place kickers. So I feel like every game I've watched significant highlights for, I've seen a missed field goal or a missed extra point. And the first week of the season, uh it looks like there were 19 missed field goals and five missed extra points. Uh something something's up with kickers this year. I don't know whether they're the most affected by not having a preseason, getting in the reps, getting in the routine that they typically need to get into, but um we're seeing a lot of mixed, missed kicks around the league and kickers are having a rough time. So they're my losers of the first quarter of the season.
4: Also, I'm still in disbelief that kickers even up until like, I want to say like the early nineties or the late
3: eighties at the very worst didn't wear a shoe on their kicking foot. Like, in our lifetime like that's insane to me it's like hockey players not wearing helmets in the 80s yeah and in the 90s wow fuck that um i also saw this during
4: the nhl draft i did watch a little bit of it sam um there was a guy who got drafted like in the teens i want to say And I think he's 19 and he's already had four
0: concussions. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I think I know who you're talking about. Um,
4: He's like a Canadian center. Um,
0: Yeah, his name's escaping me. He was rated pretty highly, but he kept slipping due to due to those health. He
4: only fell like four or five spots after where he was supposed to go. But like, man, I if I was that guy, I'd be like, "Give me that signing bonus. I'm out of here."
0: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Although NHL draft is kind of a crapshoot. You're not getting the contracts that are anywhere near sure what you're getting in football. It's it's like baseball, but it can be even worse. Think think you're like you know lower draft picks in the, the MLB I, draft
4: also thought that this was pretty crazy like in the NFL you see all these like analysts and stuff making their projections and there's always like two or three guys that they project in the top like 15 that don't even go in the first round
0: oh and likewise and then there were, and then there in, were in guys the NHL that were the first that weren't
4: yeah and go then ahead. in the And then, yeah, there's guys that get drafted in the first that all these experts projected in like the third,
0: or or later, or they didn't even have a projection on. There was one guy that got drafted last night where the analyst team just kind of looked at each other and were like, "Yeah, he's a big boy or whatever." They like basically read off his height and weight and then moved on because they see. I was saying saying
4: the opposite about like hockey at least early in the draft, like the first eleven picks that went were the first 11 guys that the guy had yep. on his board. Like they weren't exactly yeah, but- in the same order, but it was those 11 guys. So I guess like the talent at the top is really strong, but once you get yes. past that, they're not really sure.
0: Yeah. After hey, that, it's kind of a crap shoot.
1: Hey, speaking of guys, you guys are to do start of the week.
0: Oh, I'll I'll lead us off.
1: Oh shit! Hold on, hold on. All right. In- intro music. One, two, three.
3: It's
2: so fucking I dumb. <laughs> I don't know do what's it. happening anymore. It's Richard fucking it up. Oh, it's my favorite part <laughs> oh my of the night. You at least let me get a call in before you fucking do it. I changed oh it up a little God. bit. It won't always be the same. <laughs> you were so happy and excited <laughs> to do that.
3: I never <laughs> gag. Uh,
2: oh. <laughs>
0: NGN, dude. Never gag. We know
4: Nick. you we know you. Gag.
1: Never gag Nick. I never gag Nick. Richard
2: <laughs> Sam Sam and uh Nick have been talking like 90% of this episode. Meanwhile, me and Richard are fucking commenting on Facebook. <laughs> I sent one.
4: <laughs> what are you commenting on? Don't, Don't worry, worry about, about it. it. Stud of the week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. My stud of the week, I got a co stud of the week. Um, it's the same story though. So Half of my stud of the week goes to Mesut Ozil and half my stud of the week goes to Gunnersaurus. So we found out this week that supervillain owner of Arsenal, Stan Kroenke, who also owns Colorado and Los Angeles Rams, he axed Gunnersaurus, the beloved mascot of Arsenal, after something like 27 years to save money for COVID. Mezed Ozil stepped up and he said, I will pay to let that man keep his job. He brings so much joy to the fans and the team. Gunnar was much beloved. So th- those are my studs of the week. Mezed Ozel, his career has gone south, but he's a good dude. And Gunnar for being Gunnar Soros.
4: It, it's kind of sad on that point that Gunnar was so beloved that Tottenham even wanted to sign him.
0: That's awesome.
4: <laughs> like they they made a joke, like we'll we'll put a transfer in for you because fucking basically this shit's ridiculous. Yep. Yep. That's a man worth 8.2 billion dollars was like, eh, you know how I can save money? Let's get rid of the mascot who's been the same guy for twenty seven years.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Full kit wanker, Stan Cronky.
1: Probably makes sixty nine dollars a game.
0: Oh, sir. he makes four hundred seventeen dollars a game. Get it right. Uh, four hundred seventeen oh,
1: yeah. euros. Right? No pounds. 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 Damn it! So stupid.
0: Rick who's your stud of the week. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, mine. That's it's Joda for taking out three fourths of this podcast in our <laughs> in, our, in our in our fantasy football league. <laughs> Dude, mm-hmm. Eric gonna, you're next. And he's going to take me out this week. Oh, you're up already, next. He's already he taken beat, out Eric. He beat out he beat all three. He plays me this week and my team is absolute
4: trash because my entire team is hurt. My so, team's absolute trash cuz the Titans can't get it together.
1: 4 of my first 5 picks are hurt. So, you know, fuck me. And Joda's going to be 5 and 0 after this. So, <sighs> unfortunately, Joe beans my stud of the week
0: it's insane it's so troubling yeah isn't it it's pr- out of all the bad things to happen in 2020 this has got to be the worst
3: this is 100
0: absolutely worst. the worst
1: honorable mention to joe mixon for being an absolute
3: monster and helping us get our first win of the season who day all right eric is your stud of the week uh, I fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anyone. Do you prepare for this
4: podcast at all? Do you watch any sports?
0: Or are you just busy Cars, watching that, Storage Wars with your that, wife?
4: That the storage little bit of sports that
2: I watch didn't happen this week, and I'm trying to find Rome, Roma the didn't stud play? that I was. They did. I haven't fucking watched a Roma game. Yeah, this you're season. an embarrassment. I hate Dude, my life.
0: Syria, like the team. Bottom teams in that league are absolute trash
2: i've been watching
0: oh, syria I got, I got... highlights and holy shit are some of those teams bad
2: yeah i, I haven't watched so i don't know but i have a stud of the week it's uh james connor which is a Steeler. and guys listen before you freak out it's because scott didn't play him and it was a uh, no he did play him and it was a bye week for them which uh gave me the win yeah, week. he my
1: first one. He, oh, he, yeah. he started James Connor, who was on bye, and then he had Devonte Adams in as well, who didn't play. And you won by like, what, a point, uh, two, three points. Yeah, like barely a point. So it's not took, even a point. It took your opponent to start six players at, to your at eight least. for you to get a W. At least yeah, awesome. AJ
2: Green sucks. He's a non-stud of the week. Oh, nice. A turd of the week. We'll start that segment next week. Turd of the week.
4: At least Scott took Devonte Adams out of the league he pays money for. Correct.
2: Yeah, I I like to think that he's not taking this league serious, but like I'm glad. So cool.
4: Yeah, please Scott, continue to not take it serious, so I can not finish in the basement. God, all That's I can all I, tell I care you about at this point is
1: is if I manage to beat Josh next week. I mean, Joda, you guys are never going to hear
3: the end of it. Oh, probably. We played yeah, it's not gonna happen. We got chances he for did redemption. Lo- he
1: did lose Nick Chubb, so that helps me.
4: Is it also weird that Josh played the four of us in the first five five weeks of the season? It's wild. I mean, there are only it's ten teams. Like a conspiracy.
0: Oh, so he could have played
4: the other half the of the league
3: that isn't us.
0: us. I guess he could have, but he's in the same division as three of us, so.
4: Guess that makes sense. Anyway, fuck yeah.
0: We gotta get. We still gotta get to dick pics. So give me your stud of
1: the week. Dick
4: pics. My stud of the week is Scott again because he just is splintering bats in softball.
1: Dude, that was the best part about Friday night. So Sam, Sam came down, uh, after softball. Nick, Nick was down there for the game, and we did a three week with bat little tournament. It doesn't even count for anything. It's just the owner's way of getting us to come down and spend money on beer so he makes more money, which, you know, kudos to him. But uh, Scott fucking sawed off a fucking 27... uh, What's the weight? 27-ounce bat. Fucking just smashed it. I think the bat went further than the ball. But... It was badass. And then one of the guys on our team asked Paul if he
3: could keep the bat, and then Scott got to take it home it's a love memento. A feat of strength.
1: I'm pretty sure that motherfucker was cracked before Scott went up the bat.
3: Oh wow,
0: Ju- juicing his bat to make himself look cool at softball.
1: It broke. It broke at the like, handle.
0: All oh, dudes just too <laughs> strong for this bat.
1: Uh. It was pretty wild. It's the first time I've ever seen anything like that.
4: You obviously weren't there for the legend of Toothpick Nick, but...
0: Oh, ho, ho. Oh, I've only heard of... We'll,
4: we'll, I've only heard of thick Nick.
0: We'll tell the story of Toothpick Nick another time. Yeah.
2: That's a tease. That's yeah, a little tease for something for yeah, the future. Them
0: coming we'll bring back. You back
1: next week. Hey, we got dick pics? Oh, we got or some what? dick pics. Alright, let's, let's the music. It. Hey, put that track in my butt. Yeah.
3: Tell me your dick pics.
0: Alright. So I have no memory of who the dick pics were last time or who won. We
4: tied.
1: Oh hell yeah, another tie. Nick and I tied.
4: And we, yeah yeah we tied. We because Rock tie
1: couldn't breaker. come
4: up with a tiebreaker.
1: Alright, so No, he came up with
4: one, but it didn't make any
1: sense. So
0: both of you are Nick Chubbs. <laughs> <laughs> so so both because he's, So urgh. both of you are half chubbing this week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're we're chubbing All right. hard. Well, we're we're I R chubs.
0: The NFL slate's not as
1: intriguing. Did you say I heart? No, I R. Close enough.
2: I, I am. If that's a chub. what you wanted to hear, Eric. I, then that's I what heart
0: chubs is oh, the episode name for sure.
2: I heart chubs. <laughs> <jobs.
0: laughs> All right.
3: Jesus Christ,
0: <laughs> guys! I need you to focus. <laughs> oh,
2: I'm trying. Um, oh wait, do I gotta. Keep we gotta score? get this
0: done. That's yeah, write this down. Fuck it.
2: You know this is a recording. You know you can go back and re- listen to it. Like listen to no. it. <laughs> no, I'm like Sam now. It's it's been like five or more episodes. I have not listened to us in a long time. Wow, dude.
3: Hell I fucking yeah.
2: Edit it. So I listened to it then. I can't do it again.
0: I mean, you can write it down when you're editing it. What? Whatever. All right. So NFL slate is not as interesting this week in my opinion so we'll we'll have some other uh games in here but the one game that i'm interested in this week that is finally a decent thursday night game we've got tom brady and the buccaneers going up against the chicago bears both teams are three and one tampa has a three and a three and a half point edge uh richard who you got
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with with Tampa because I think I think that Tampa Bay's defense is just as good as the Bears, but from a quarterback play standpoint, I'm gonna take uh Tom Brady over Nick Foles, which this is the rematch of quarterbacks from a couple years ago in the Super
3: Bowl. So that'll be fun Tom, too.
2: Tom Brady's so fucking hot, dude. Tight. Reminds me of Nick.
3: Wow. I wish I was
4: buffer. Like Tom, I'll but, give you a buffer. Um, I'm also gonna take the Bucks. Three and a half points isn't enough.
0: All right, I I like that pick. I think the Bucks are gonna steamroll the Bears. I feel like
1: most. I feel like most weeks, if you pick Dick picks, our our picks aren't gonna be very different. If it's a uh NFL, well, it's gonna be hard for us to deviate from from the the pick that we think is gonna win well what about this
0: this little tasty wild card so let's let's Ooh. go to the opposite end of mm. the spectrum tasty and let's let's deal with uh some teams that are down on their luck the jaguars who are one and three versus those zero and four texans texas has a six point advantage
2: who you got
1: do you want me to go yeah. first or nick uh,
2: go for the comeback kids i'm um,
1: so they're giving the Texans six yep. points. I'm going to take the Texans because I think the Jaguars are that bad. The Bengals beat them for God's sakes.
3: Wait, or sorry, no. Te- the the Texans are six points favorite. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'll still take the Texans.
2: This changes. Okay,
3: everything. I'll take the Jags.
0: Wow, Richard. Richard had the Texans as his chump, but. Is backing them for, for the first.
1: That was for the first quarter of the season. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm the second quarter. They're they're mm. in, They're back in, dude.
4: All right. I don't know, like, what history says, like, coming off of firing your coach, but I'm sure it's not very good. Romeo, 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 Rufio, <laughs> Rufio. Um, I don't know. I think the Jags have enough weapons to keep it within
3: six. Yeah, Romeo Crennel is the interim head coach. I here. think that's fair. I, yeah, Rufio, yeah. correct. I, I
0: still think I might take we'll the Texans, but
1: six point is a big is, is a pretty big spread. Yeah, it's a tough one. For, it's a tough uh, one for any kind of NFL game. So I understand.
0: All right, my my final NFL Dick pick of the week is a little Midwest clash. Of two surprising three and one teams. We've got the Colts Ooh. versus the Browns, and the Colts
4: are a one and a half point favorite. I'll take
1: the Colts. Fuck Baker Mayfield.
4: I'll take the Browns.
1: Ice creamer.
4: That sounds about right. That sounds about right. I'm
0: liking Nick. I think that I think the Browns are gonna, gonna move on
4: here. Although the Colts defense Dude, is, is good. really is really, really good. good, and I think that the Browns are gonna be overconfident after scoring forty nine. Yeah. Like this could be a we scored forty nine, now we scored seven kind of thing. But yeah,
1: I, I, Kareem I, Hunt's good, I, but they ain't got no Nick Chubb, so yeah, they're less of they less of an offense without him. Their line is that. dominant. I get it. But I like the Colts defense and I don't think that the uh, Browns defense is anything to ride home about. And I think I think the Colts can get it done. I don't even
3: care what the spread is. All right. Well, also, I mean, it's only a point. It could have and been. Half. Perfect. All right. I wasn't
1: going to. I would All never right. take the fucking Browns. Hey, Eric, what's On that
4: one? If it's
2: Brown, flush it down. That's my Everyone. guy. That's my guy.
4: That's my. What guy. if it's like that's a weird green color, dude? What if it's purple?
2: Eat it. Eat it. Um, is that the fourth game or is that's that the, the third, third game? game?
3: That's
0: three. I, I, I got two more here. Uh, but we're gonna move away from the NFL. I've got a uh first time event or first time sport here for Dick Picks, college football.
3: Oh. Now,
1: Ew. This one Is there a 35 point spread? Uh not a
0: 35 point spread, but this one was interesting to me given it's two top ten teams, but one of them has a 14 point advantage. So Clemson Miami. Yep, and Clemson gets 14 <sighs> points.
1: And you don't even understand because I'm just growing up, my dad was I don't even know why. He's he's a He's a Buckeyes fan, and I'm not a Buckeyes fan, but he was also a Miami Hurricanes fan, and I kind of just like secretly like them, even though they haven't been good recently. but I've always just kind of liked the hurricanes, so y- you probably didn't even know that, and for you to pick this matchup, is kind of like I knew that what do didn't I you have do Miami
0: Hurricanes shorts? They were like one of the three pairs of shorts you wore all the time.
1: I have I have my I have like a like a athletic shirt that has the the U on the in the middle of it. I don't have gotcha. shorts.
3: Is and it Nick, orange? No, it's it's gray. Kill me. You like gray?
2: I know, but I thought I I thought I was onto something and I wasn't. Oh, nice. Nick already knows that I like the
1: Hurricanes and I already know he's going to take Clemson. So are we sure?
4: I haven't made my pick. Go ahead make your pick, Nick. God, this one's so hard. 14 That's what she point said favorites. Not to me, ever. <laughs> um, That's true.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Everybody knows like, I'm a Lawrence basher.
3: Yeah.
4: But Clemson's still half-jubs. a really good team.
1: Quick, quick side note before you make your pick. Camp Bay Rays just won. They're up two one, baby. Let's
4: go, Richard. You didn't respond to me the other day when I sent you ten stellar ass Devil Rays hats. I don't, I don't remember that. I'll take a look afterwards. Make let's make
1: our picks.
3: I'll take Clemson. Still,
1: it's probably the right way to go. I feel like they're gonna win 14, by
3: like
4: still too many.
1: No, I feel like they're gonna win by like twenty eight. I just don't think that Miami is in the same in the same league as Clemson. It's just it it is what it is. Even though Miami is better this year, they're in the top ten. But I'm gonna take Miami because I'm an idiot. So let's just do that.
0: All right. Wow.
2: And Nick Nick has yeah. Clemson. We're
0: we're really dealing with uh, both sides here. So. Let's do it.
4: And Holy for once shit. we can, we can't tie. For once, because we have three Nick, different those hats. Are fucking dope. See, and I didn't even Match get a up. response. I'm buying Match a Tampa
1: Rays hat. Matchup, but they don't five. make
4: Devil Rays hats anymore. Yeah, but
1: I bet you I can find one. Go ahead.
0: No, I keep talking about the Devil Rays because that's our next matchup. So to get to get back into playoff baseball. Let's go! Tomorrow, we have an elimination game between the Rays and the Yankees. Who you got? Are the Rays going to get it done and get the Yankees out of the playoffs? Or are we going to see a game five?
1: So we're
4: just... Do you know the starting pitchers? I'll look it up. I do not. I'll look it up right it now. It looks
0: like Jordan Montgomery versus Undecided, according to ESPN.
1: I can promise you that it's in San Diego. Yeah, it's Jordan Montgomery versus Undecided.
3: I don't even know who the that, fuck that Jordan help. Montgomery is.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm taking the Rays. It, it, it doesn't make a difference to me. Let's go. Fuck the Yankees and since you, Sam, because I know you love them.
4: I hate the Yankees. Since we can't...
0: I'm all Rays, baby.
4: Since we already can't tie and I'm hating on the Yankees because oh Sam guy. loves them. I'm also going to take the Rays.
1: Sam loves the Yankees because he's from New York. Forget
3: about it.
2: Forget about it.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: So Nick took the Yankees?
4: No, I would never take no, the Yankees. The That's only Sam's team.
2: Sorry. Nick took the Yankees. Sam took Screw the Yankees. you. I hate the Yankees. I,
0: my hope was for, out of these matchups, Marlins, Padres, Athletics, Rays, and we'll probably maybe get one of those.
3: Did you guys know that the Marlins have never lost a playoff series? What? Because they've only
4: made the playoffs the two years they made the World Series.
3: That's... And, and
4: they, they won, won them both That's times. That's pretty dope. Yep. 97 in 2003
3: They're 7-0 in playoff series That's pretty cool I'm into that
0: Eric what are you into? The Dodgers
3: are up a few runs early What are you into Eric? Into? I'm the one who said I'm into that The Marlins are also real
4: close to losing their first playoff series Since they're down 2-0 now Eventually it's going to happen Richard, remember thinking, man, if they never make the playoffs again and they win the World Series this year, it could
3: happen.
2: Hey, Richard, what am I into? These nuts. Nice.
1: Hey, if you can't forget about it, you probably got jades.
3: Hey, yo. What am I into? Butt stuff.